Welcome to Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, the captivating travel podcast that takes you on an extraordinary adventure around the world. I'm your host, Jill Dutton, and I am thrilled to be your guide through the mesmerizing tapestry of cultures, landscapes, and experiences that await us. Global Journeys with Jill Dutton is more than just a travel podcast, it's an exploration of humanity itself. Through the power of storytelling, we illuminate the lives of the remarkable individuals we encounter along the way. Whether it's through the eyes of a fishing guide, a distillery owner, a mixologist, a historian, chef, or even a farmer, each person we meet adds a rich layer to the narrative of culture and place. Join me as we venture off the beaten path, seeking authenticity, connection, and a deeper understanding of the world we inhabit. Although my writing career began in the late 90s when I created and launched a wellness publication called Evolving Magazine, since 2015 I've worked as a travel writer on a mission to seek out the locally celebrated foods, liquor trends, outdoor activities, and stories of those I meet along the way. My work has been published in Wine Enthusiast, Afar, Woman's World, First for Women, Insider, Road Trippers, Modern Farmer, Chilled Magazine, and many more digital and print publications. I'm also the creator of Global Plates, The People We Meet, The Food They Eat, a syndicated column. So pack your curiosity, leave your preconceived notions behind, and let's embark on Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, where each episode promises to inspire, educate, and awaken the wanderlust within us all. Before we begin today's episode, I'd like to announce a great honor our podcast received this week. Feedspot released its best travel podcasts on the planet, and Global Journeys with Jill Dutton placed 27th in the top 100 travel podcasts. When I began this podcast this year with the intention of providing an insider's glimpse at the people and the places I travel to, I didn't aspire to being on any lists. My goal was to share the experiences I've had with other travelers so we might all relish in our differences while seeing our commonalities. To be recognized as one of the best travel podcasts is a reflection of you, our listeners, and your dedication to the show. Thank you so very much. Here's to more journeys in 2024. Now on to this week's episode. Greetings, fellow travelers. I just returned from an eight-day European river cruise aboard the Viking Wilhelm. We began our adventure along the Danube River in Budapest, Hungary, then traveled each day to a new city, from Budapest to Bratislava, Slovakia, to Vienna, Krems, and Linz, Austria, and ended in Passau, Germany. In each city, my guest Lisa and I took walking tours along the cobblestone streets to learn about the architecture and history of the city, visited the Christmas markets with their regional delights such as chimney cakes, potato dumplings, and mulled wine, or took optional tours such as a thermal bath in Budapest, a beer and dinner tasting in Bratislava, and an Austrian countryside tour in Linz that took us to a farmer's home to learn the art of bread baking. When not exploring the various European cities, our time on board the Viking Wilhelm was spent indulging in the luxuries that Viking represents, fresh seasonal regional fare in the dining room, friendly staff who went out of their way to provide stellar service, but also to make the journey fun. We sipped cocktails in the evening as we listened to George Sidorov, the program director, share exciting tales about the next day's adventures. 
After dinner, there were sing-alongs, concerts, and performances, and a chance to catch up with other passengers about their favorite site or activity so far. As often happens, we made friends with whom we'll stay in touch with long after the journey. One of the highlights of the cruise was setting sail at night from Budapest. We traveled past the Parliament building, shining and golden in the night light, and I held my breath at the subtle beauty. Spectacular cruises such as I experienced are the norm for Viking, and Viking has more than 250 awards to its name, including being rated number one for rivers, number one for oceans, and number one for expeditions by Condé Nast Traveler, and voted at the top of its categories by Travel and Leisure. No other cruise line has ever received these same honors by both publications at the same time. While our cruise held adult guests at various ages, Viking cruises are tailored for the 55-plus cruise guest. This means there are leisurely options for someone who might have challenges on some of the walking tours, and it also makes for a seamless trip to Europe. My only other visit to Europe was when I was 12. My 37-year-old mother and I spent three months backpacking parts of Europe, camping, sleeping in youth hostels, and using my sister Mary's home, who was then stationed in Augsburg, Germany, as a home base. I've always been awed by the courage my mother had to take a child on such an adventure. She struggled with the languages, the currency, finding our way around, and all the logistics of planning. On a Viking cruise, however, these challenges of traveling to a foreign country are eliminated. The airfare is booked for you. The itinerary is planned. You just need to choose your preferences. The guides and crews speak English, and every detail is taken care of so that all you need to do is show up. It makes international travels stressless and easier for a solo traveler or someone not experienced with travel. Viking Cruise is also a responsible travel option as Viking longships are powered by true diesel-electric hybrid engines that meet stringent emission standards and reduce vibrations for a remarkably smooth ride. In addition, the vessels feature onboard solar panels and organic herb gardens. Now, imagine having the opportunity to sit down with the program director of this floating oasis, gaining insights into the behind-the-scenes magic that makes each Viking River cruise a once-in-a-lifetime experience. During my time on the Viking Wilhelm, I had the privilege of sitting down with George Sidorov, the maestro orchestrating this symphony of activities and experiences on board. George has worked with Viking for 12 years, and his enthusiasm and love for his job are evident. A previous performer himself, George says many of the crew have worked in the entertainment industry, and I suspect this is part of their enthusiasm and joy. So get comfortable and join me as we embark on a virtual journey through the heart of Europe, both on and off the Viking Wilhelm, with Viking Program Director George Sidorov. Without further ado, let's set sail into the heart of today's episode and explore the wonders that Viking River Cruises has in store for us. This is my first cruise. It has been just this amazing experience for myself. I, I'm not sure what I was even expecting, but I've done a lot of train travel. And so it's this is just like complete flip of that as far as luxury and, and the ease. And you don't even realize you're traveling when you are traveling. And so it's not that waiting to get to the next yeah. place because you wake up in a different city every day. And it's just amazing mode of transportation. So And I'm, I've just enjoyed it immensely. So I've enjoyed listening every evening. We go into the lounge and you tell the guests about the coming day's city and what we'll visit and the excursions that we'll enjoy. And your enthusiasm is just, it's its contagious and it's very evident. So 
I'm curious. Yeah, but they're beautiful places. I'm very excited for you guys. To share it. Yes. You, you're going to see it tomorrow, and I know the impact it's going to have on you. Mm-hmm. So have you heard from guests often that this enhances their experience to learn about it the day before and to get yeah, that feel yeah, the, for where they're going? The briefing's very much appreciated by the vast majority of the guests. Of course, some of them, they said, oh, why should I go to the briefing? I've got it written in my paper. But of course... I try to keep it entertaining, mm-hmm. just to crack a joke every now and then. Also, I just give him the history in a nutshell. The guys, the next day, they elaborate on everything that I've said the night before. That's true. Uh, I don't really want to bother them. Just I want to show them some beautiful pictures of the places, some highlights, just to uh, prepare them for what they'll be experienced the next day. That's so true, and you give such great information the night before, and it really builds up the excitement for... I hope so, I hope, and that's the whole idea of the briefing, basically. And also to explain to especially guests with walking difficulties how challenging the next day is going to be and what they should expect and just to... And I've heard you mentioning there's a leisure option for someone who... Always, yeah. ...wants to go at a slower pace than maybe... Everywhere, where applicable, we always throw in... A leisurely tour. That's very nice. That's very And today, in my opinion, is just, you know, the place that really requires mm-hmm. a leisurely tour because, you know, the hills and the cobblestones. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely beautiful, but sometimes it's challenging and then everybody wants to see the cathedral because all the tours, they normally end up in front of the cathedral and that's definitely the highlight. That's yes. why that's the culmination of the tour, mm-hmm. the cathedral. Yes. Okay, wonderful. Well, for someone unfamiliar with Vikings, the Danube River cruise, what's a typical day look like? I mean, this particular cruise, we started in Budapest, Hungary, yeah. and we stopped in three cities in Austria and then ended in Passau, Germany. Mm-hmm. Each day, guests get up, they come down for breakfast. I mean, you know, what's a typical day? But basically, yeah, that's that's the typical day. We normally kick off with the morning tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think only one day we had an afternoon tour because of the late arrival, but normally the tour's in the, in the morning. There's always one included tour, then lunch, and then uh, we offer optional tours just to give guests an opportunity to explore more from the places uh, we cruise through. And basically that gives them an option to pick because there's always more than one, mm-hmm. most of the places, like Vienna, I mean, the afternoon we normally have five, sometimes six optional excursions. Oh goodness, yes. <laughs> so, of course, some of them, they want to go on all of them, mm-hmm. but they need to pick. Yes, we we chose, we went to the Thoroughbath in Budapest yeah. and loved that. That I think that's a cure for jet lag because it was just, I felt so much better after that because we had just arrived. Then the Austrian countryside yesterday, and that was so fun to to you know, go out into the countryside, see the hills and the Alps in the distance, and learn to make bread, and you know, it was a really intimate experience that you offer yeah. for something like that. So that was very nice. So then, after the afternoon optional excursions, do people start gathering? Is it about five or so for your talk? Yeah, yeah. They uh, some of them they come on board. They want to chew a little bit, uh, but because we get. Uh, so versatile group of guests and that's why we try to cater to everybody's interest in different things some people interested in uh, in farming like today you know they reported to me they the farmers or their farming farming background that's Mm -hmm. why they wanted to go and see a farm always options you know just uh, this is a world full of options yes 
It is, and each city is so and different and so interesting. Viking, they keep throwing in optional excursions every year. Mm-hmm. Very wonderful. Sometimes, you know, some of them basically they don't work out very well, so we just try to replace them with something that really works mm-hmm. and see what people really want to do. Okay. And that's why we give them uh, the, the evaluation forms at the end of the cruise, so they can also, this really helps immensely. Mm-hmm. just to hear it from the guests mm-hmm. and uh, we are a very flexible company and we basically adjust towards the product mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever the guests want that's what we try to provide that's wonderful and i've noticed that throughout with the crew members with everyone the guest experience is just it's it's stellar the level of service that we've received here and but sticking with the typical day so after you talk about the next day's destination things do people then maybe sit in the Aquavit lounge or... Uh, normally after the briefing, it's dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Immediately after the briefing, they go for dinner. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in the evening, if we haven't got external entertainment, I would do something like a quiz or a sing-along mm-hmm. or just to keep them entertained because that's another reason for people to go on a cruise, on a holiday. They want to be entertained. Yes, yes. And I'm curious what... I, it was a real highlight for me. Well, two highlights for yeah. me. Setting sail from Budapest. That was just the night spectacular. Scene, was, yeah. The night seeing the parliament. And then the second one was the Bacau, the oh, gorge. Yeah. When we travel to that, is are those typically kind of like the highlights uh, on the ship? Uh, yes, indeed. Well, having said that, at the moment, you can't really enjoy the gorge thoroughly because four o'clock gets pitch dark mm-hmm. and there was so much more to see mm-hmm. but because of the well, what we did see was it was amazing yeah oh no but we missed like a few castles further i didn't talk about them there wasn't any point because they're not lit up mm-hmm. but like summertime spring it's even more enjoyable the christmas cruises are a little bit differently arranged uh, the focus is a bit more on free time and shopping and christmasy yes. stuff in christmas markets during the normal season, it's a bit more history. Okay. And what would you say are some of the top amenities that guests enjoy while while on board? You know, the well, meals are, are phenomenal, but, you know, something that I might not have thought to mention. I don't know what you mean under amenities, like, because we haven't got gyms and spas. No, but our rooms are... You mean amenities in terms of... You know, uh, the rooms are just kept pristine all of the time everything refreshed oh yeah the water bottles as we walk out the door i mean just so many special details that are such a nice it's a very well appointed ship but Mm -hmm. it's also very highly trained crew Mm -hmm. nobody comes on board uh, without a special very extensive training and it's like a well oil machine Mm -hmm. if the part doesn't fit the system just rejects it, and that's why the people that work on board, they really like what they do. Mm-hmm. And I hope this shows. It does, it does. And that's, I think that leads to my next question as well. You need to be a special breed, you know, to mm-hmm. work in this industry. You need to be people-friendly. You need to be really eager to please people. Yes, yes, and they do. They That was actually my, I've noticed, you know, this friendliness, and it's unparalleled to anything I've seen as far as, just continually, they greet you, they ask you how you're doing, very funny, some of them are playful yeah. and, you know, joke around, and, and it's really, it enhances the entire experience. So I'm curious, 
this great experience that it creates from interacting with with Rue, you know, it, it comes across like they really truly enjoy their jobs. So is this level of service a reflection of that job satisfaction? I mean, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, they, as I said, they go through very thorough trainings. And of course, basically, they follow the SOP, the Viking Standard Operation Procedure. Mm -hmm. But it's also down to personality, as I said. And it's a very well standardized company. You should expect exactly the same yes. on every single shit. Mm -hmm. And this is why people come back. I agree. And are there... They know exactly what to expect. Yes, I've met so many people that this is their third or their fourth Viking cruise and just... And that's why when I talk about the evaluation system, I always uh, talk to guests that travel with Viking before that they shouldn't really rate us with met expectations because mm -hmm. they basically evaluate this particular boat, not the previous journeys. Because, of course, they come up to say, guys, we've been everywhere. We had so high expectations. And you folks, you met our expectations. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect. And final question is just, you know, myself being a first-timer on a cruise, do you have any tips or advice for anyone? It's their first time wanting to sign up for a Viking cruise or this one in particular, what they might anticipate or tips? I would say get ready to be spoiled <laughs> yes. big time and pampered and spawn. Get ready to and eat the best enjoy, food. Oh. <laughs> uh, just to, as our logo is, uh, basically enjoy the the world of Viking mm -hmm. and the, the, the service we provide and the places we cruise through. Yes. Perfect. Regional food. Mm -hmm. And speaking of food, I'm going to be speaking with the chef as well, but I'm just curious for your thoughts. You intentionally each night have something from the area that's featured on the menu. And like that taste of Austria, it was an yeah. amazing spread and, and so well done. And that's, I guess I, I don't have anything else to say, but it's so, appreci I guess, very appreciated to be in a foreign country and get that experience where you can continually but that's another thing the guests should expect actually mm -hmm. uh, we tried to go original as much as possible we had the taste of austria the other day because we're cruising through austria but if you go on the lower danube mm -hmm. budapest between Bulgars, you're going to have the taste of the balkans oh. which is another original uh evening or lunch or okay, uh, we always <laughs> we always try to provide original food for, for the guests because uh it's part of their expectations. Excellent. Well, you meet all expectations and exceed it. So thank you so much. And I really appreciate this trip. And I appreciate you taking the time to give listeners, because it's a different way for them to learn about this experience than some other mediums. And um, people like just hearing about what it's like. So thank you very much, George. Thank, thank you very much. Okay. And it, it's been lots of fun yep. having you on board. So why Viking? That was a question, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the key question, why Viking? Yes. As I said, Viking is definitely the largest river cruise company in the world. And everything is standardized. Even you have to swap ships because sometimes uh, this happens. Rivers either run out of water or get too much water. And then uh, uh, we need to move guests from one ship on another ship. But at least we have enough ships because every Viking boat has a sister ship. And if the worst comes to worst, if we cannot carry on with the cruising, uh, then the two ships, they turn around 180 degrees, the guests from one go on another, and the guests from the other go on 
And the two ships turn around and at least the journey goes on. Yeah, so there's a plan in place in case... Our competitors, they cannot really afford to have this because they haven't got enough ships and uh, it turns into a bus journey <laughs> instead of... So many good things about biking and now that I've experienced it myself, it's definitely something I would recommend to other people as well and look forward to my next trip, you know, yeah. my next cruise. And because the ships are more or less identical... And everything is standardized. So you know what to expect. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Even if you go on another boat, you'd know exactly what to expect. The same service, okay. the same attention to details. And this just occurred to me when we were talking about the regional menu. Is the food itself locally sourced, you know, from the region? Or is yes, sir. Uh, we work with a very big catering company mm -hmm. in Germany. So basically, we order everything through that company, and they deliver so fresh. it. Yeah, uh, yes, because uh, to be honest, we haven't got uh, big storage rooms, and everything is logistics. As we travel on this exciting podcasting journey together, I invite you, our incredible audience, to be a part of it. Share your own travel stories, insights, and recommendations with us. Whether you have a hidden gem in your hometown or a dream destination that has captured your imagination, we want to hear from you. Your suggestions will help shape the future episodes of Global Journeys with Jill Dutton, guiding us towards extraordinary locations and experiences that deserve a spotlight. Remember, this podcast is not about just the host or the guests. It's about the collective exploration and discovery that unites us all as wanderers in this vast world. So reach out to us through our website, social media channels, or email and let your voice be heard. Send your suggestions to me at jill at globaljourneyswithjilldutton.com. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, may your travels be filled with endless curiosity, open-hearted encounters, and transformative adventures. Safe travels, fellow explorers, and keep wandering. <laughs>